Okay, so we're up to Chafalaf Amid Beis Amemar Achsher. Was this about four lines from the bottom? Chafalaf Amid Beis is about five lines from the bottom. So the last thing the Gemara had discussed was the Gemara concluded. The Gemara concluded that your mother's maternal brother's wife is a Shnia. That your mother's maternal brother's wife is a Shnia. That that the Gemara concluded. And then the last thing the Gemara asked was the following two women. Are the following two women included in a Shnia? And that's Ashis Achi Avihaav and Achais Avihaav, which is um, your grandfather's, your great uncle's wife and your great aunt. That was the that was the last thing the Gemara asked. So your mother's maternal brother brother's wife is a, is a Shnia, the Gemara concluded. And the last thing the Gemara had questioned about these two wives, which is your great uncle's wife and your great aunt. So the Gemara says, Amemar Achsher Beishis Achi Aviv, Ubachois Avi Aviv. Amemar held that they're both fine. Okay, so we had a Shiloh, your great aunt and your great uncle's wife. Amemar said they're fine. Not a problem. Now here's the Gemara's Kasha, okay? And it, it, today's day, this is the only thing that's a little bit, it's not tricky, it's just the only Cheshbendik. So the Gemara says again, so Amemar said they're both fine, but here's the Kasha. Amrle, Rav Hillel, or Rav Ashi, Rav Hillel said to Rav Ashi, I saw a list of Shniyas from Marbere de Ravina. Now, by the way, the Gemara is going to, I'll just spoil it, the Gemara is going to point out, Marbere de Ravina never wrote this list. They said he wrote this list, but it's attributed. There was a list of women that was attributed to Marbury de Ravina, and the list had the following statement, Shitzar li Isura, there are 16 women that are Asr. Now it didn't, we don't remember what, who, who they were, we know there were 16. So the Gemara says like this, let's make a following Cheshbon, okay? The Mishnah had Tamni de Masnison. The Mishnah listed eight. Okay, there were 16 on the list, okay? The Mishnah listed eight, so we're, we're left with, with eight left, we have to figure out. Now the Shis de Be'er we know that Rechia famously had six, as we'll see in, in, in today's Daf. So it's eight plus six is 14. And then, Hanachtarti. So it must be that these two, that Amemar said are fine, which is your great aunt and your great uncle's wife, Amemar said they're fine. They're obviously not fine, and they get you up to 16. So how could Amemar say they're fine? Aren't these the last two that make up Marbury de Ravina's list of 16 women? So the Gemara says, uh, pause for a second. Even if you actually believe that that's true, it's not really 16. What about the 17th? There's a Samakasha. The Gemara says, um, the Gemara says, Lutameich. Shivsari Haven, aren't there really 17? Right, there are eight from the Mishnah, six of Rav Chia, and these two. What about yesterday? I remember I mentioned when I started the daf that the Gemara yesterday concluded that your mother's maternal brother's wife is also a problem. So it's 17, just Tamakasha. Even if you say that those two are a problem, and that's how you get up to 16, isn't it 17? So the Gemara answers that. Go to the next page. The Gemara says, Hanach Tarti. Um, the answer is no, because um, the 16 is, you have 8 from the Mishnah, 6 of Revechia, your mother's maternal brother's wife is the 15th, and these two that Amemar said is fine, which is your great aunt and your great uncle's wife, that counts as one. Because they're both aunts. You're, they're both your great aunts. One's through blood and one's through marriage. The point is, how could Amemar say it's fine? Isn't that on the list of Marbury de Ravina, that's a problem? That's the Kasha. You understand the Kasha? So again, Amemar said it fine. The problem is, 
Um, Marbury the Ravina had this list of 16 women, and the only way to get to 16 is if you include these two. So how can a member say it's fine? Evidently it's not fine. So the Gemara says, I saw on the list that it was also. So how can a member say it's fine? These two women, your great aunt and your great uncle's wife, evidently are on the, on the list of Marbury the Ravina. So the Gemara says, did Marbury the Ravina ever write this list? The Gemara says, And if it on the list it said 16 women that are muta, would you rely on this list? Meaning, this list was not written by Marbury Dervin. It was attributed. There's a big difference between something attributed and something that you know he wrote. So the Gemara says, Did Marbury Dervin sign it? We don't know that he signed it. Meaning, it's attributed to him. A lot of things are attributed to people that they didn't write. So, he didn't necessarily write it. And therefore, I'm not going to be Semich on it. Okay. So, this next bit of Gemara, basically the flow of the Gemara is as follows. Um, it's not, we're on Chav, was Chav Beis Medalov. So, a couple lines of Shniyas, and then it's it's regular Gemara for the rest of the daf. So the Gemara just lists who these Shniyas are. Art school happens to have a diagram, so I'm using the art school for this Chunk, and then I'll go back to my regular Gemara. So the Gemara says, We said that Rav had six women that he listed as Shniyas. So this is how he describes them. Shlishi Shebenoi, third generation down from you. Right? So you have you, yeah, you have your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. Great-grandkids is how, is how is Rav Chia added. So Rav Chia added your V'Sheba Bitoi, that Rav Chia added the following four people, three generations below you. Again, there's you, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. So the great-grandkids is who he asked. So he asked four women from the great-grandkids. And I'll just read it to you. Son's son's daughter, daughter's son's daughter. That's on your side. Then you have your wife's son's son's daughter and your wife's daughter's son's daughter. Okay, so you got your great-grandkids on your side and your wife's great-grandkids. So it's your wife, your step-great-grandkids. Those are the four women that Rukhia added, three generations down. And then he added two more generations, uh, two more women up, and that is He added two more women that are four generations up. Now, let me explain. Just look at my fingers for a second. Three generations down is you, your kids, I'm sorry, your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. It's the third generation. Four generations are you, I'm sorry. Your 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 in-laws is all on your the, the ones up are all on, on through marriage. So your mother-in-law, your great your grandmother-in-law, your great grandmother-in-law. Okay, he called it four generations up. The reason why is because he counted you. Meaning, when it comes to down, he counted three generations because it's your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids. He didn't count you. Four generations up is because he counts you, your mother-in-law. Your grandmother-in-law, your great-grandmother-in-law. And the Gemara is going to ask why, why you know, it, it's literally, if you actually look in the diagram, three generations up, three generations down. But for some reason, the up, he calls four generations. and down. It's a, it's a, it's a syntax that we'll, we'll figure out. It makes sense to do it that way because at some point, if you're not going to count yourself going down, then you might as well count yourself going up. But, uh, but it would actually make more sense to be symmetrical and like, if you're going to count yourself, count yourself and not not. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Now, who are these women up? So it's your mother-in-law's mother's mother. So your mother-in-law's grandmother. 
Your machatena's grandmother, and your father-in-law's mother, mother. Your father-in-law's grandmother. So it's three generations up through the in-laws. Okay. So the Gemara says Akasha. Again, that, that's the end of, of the Cheshbon. It's, it's not that hard. So the Gemara says, how come when it comes to generations down, he said three generations, but when it says up, you go four. It's, it, meaning, because four, because you're counting your wife. It's the same three generations. It's the same great, great. But how come going down, he says three, because he's not counting you, but going up, he says four, because he's counting your wife. Why? So the Gemara says, The reason why he counts generations going up, he counts your wife, is because all the women that are up, that are a problem, are all through marriage. It's all in-laws. Meaning it's, none of it is blood. It's fine, you miss that much. So none of it is blood. So because going up is through marriage, he counts your wife as the first generation because it's all through marriage. But going down, where half of them are from your side, right? Your great-grandkids, your great-grandkids. So because it's on your side, he doesn't count your wife as the first generation. Now the Gemara just quick, makes a quick point. The Gemara just makes a quick point. You're saying the distinction between the generations up is that it's all through marriage, as opposed to generations down, which is not through marriage. Generations down, half of them are through marriage, half of them are not, right? There are four. There's your great-grandkids, your wife's great-grandkids. So your wife's great-grandkids is talking through marriage, so it should say four. The answer is, I did Tanah Shleishadaris, Lamata Didei Loi the answer is, um, because half of the generation is down. And on your side, the Gemara felt that it wasn't necessary to include your wife's generation. Okay. No, we use the regular Gemara. So the Gemara says like this. Um, fine. So the Gemara says like this. Tonu. Amr le rev ashi le rev kahana. Shni is tebe rev chia yeshlan hefzik or yeshlan hefzik. The question is like this. We just mentioned the Shnias of Rav Chia. So let's say one of them is your great-granddaughter. Is that it? Or does it keep going? Meaning when he made your great-granddaughter a Shnia, was that Ad Saif Kaladiris? What about your great-great-granddaughter? What about your great-great-great-granddaughter? Meaning was it just those women specifically or those women and down? But your, your, your mother-in-law's grandmother. Is it your mother-in-law's great-grandmother too? And great-great-grandmother? Like how... Was it those women specifically, those three diaries, or or up and down also? Keep going. So the Gemara says, Well, yesterday we listed four women that it's only a problem by them, not above and not below. So that implies that every other woman that we assert, it's up and down. So if we said yesterday there, Dafka four women, that the women themselves are usher, but the generation above is fine, and it was Dafka four, so that means Rav Chia, which is not on that list, obviously it's usher at Saif Kaladiris. It's usher up and down, It's because they didn't make that list of just those women. So the Gemara responds, no. Maybe Rav, when he listed those four women, he was talking about that Mishnah. Of the Mishnayis, there's only four women that the women are usher in a generation above and below or motor. But it could be he wasn't referring to Rav Chia, which is a brisa. Maybe, maybe he was referring to Mishnayis. It's not an indication. So let's try to bring one more raya. Again, we're trying to bring a raya when Rav Chia asked those generations, those great-granddaughters, so three generations down, was it just those women or the fourth, the fifth, the sixth generation down, you know? Did he just ask those women or even their daughters and their granddaughters and their great-granddaughters? That's the question. So the Gemara says, well, 
Tashima Shlishi Ravi. Well, when Ravchia listed it, he said the third generation. That implies Dafka, the third generation, is a problem, not the fourth, right? He said, I'm asking your great granddaughter, which is three generations down. The implication is Dafka, three generations, but there was a fourth generation. That's fine. Shlishi Ravi Intveiloi. Sigmar says, no, maybe Dilma Shlishi Ravi Maybe what he meant was when he said three generations, he meant three generations and on. So no indication of whether your great great granddaughter is motor. Okay. No sugya. From here to the rest of the daf is no more. It's a new topic. Toshima. Shlishi revi. I'm sorry. Amalei rava lo rev nachman. Chazi mar haimer abon and dasimar rava from bomar rava. Gozushnius begerim eloi. Gozushnius begerim. Do gerim have these secondary arayas? Let me explain. Convert can technically marry his mother. Technically. Minatara. Minatara, a convert can marry his mother because they're not related. Right? Let's say he and his mother convert. They're not related. They're two unrelated people. They're strangers. Api So that means he can marry her. Chazal asserted Arias for a convert because it's it's Marisayan. It looks bad. Why? Because the Christians are going to say, when you were Christian, you wouldn't marry your mother. All of a sudden, you become Jewish. Everything's uh, on the table. It makes it makes Yiddishkeit look more lax in Arayis than other religions. So Chazal asserted those relationships of a convert. So the question is, when Chazal asserted it, did they go Shnias also? Meaning, can a convert marry his grandmother if they both converted? That's the kasha. I mean, the actual arayas themselves is the dirabonon. And the question is, how far did Chazal go? So the Gemara says, Amr lei, hashtu ma'er v'gufa, ilav sh'yoyim ruboi mekdusha chamur l'kdusha kali gozu b'rabonon, sh'nius b'voi. He says, the only reason why they... Back, I don't think back then that would be perceived. First of all, I don't, Shnias are much more removed. Shnias are just gzeris. I don't think people perceive Shnias as negative as they do regular rayas. They were more harchakas. So the Gemara's point, the Gemara answers, if not, the Gemara's point is the whole thing is deravonon. A ger is able to marry his own mother. You, the reason why we don't allow it is because we're afraid bad optically. But how far, Chazal are not going to take it that far. Meaning, Chazal, feel, Chazal did not feel motivated to ask Shnias. That's the Gemara's conclusion. I guess because also, I, I don't even know if people would know about Shneas. Grandmother is a specific case, but uh, your mother's maternal brother's ex-wife, they're going to know? Like that, that's, meaning, uh, the, the, the Shneas is no reason for Chazal. The, Chazal were not motivated to ask a Shneas by a convert. That's the Gemara's conclusion. Okay, so the Gemara says, Amrav Nachman, Gerim, Milsa. Nachman said, now that we mentioned the halachas of Gerim, I want to mention you a side halacha. It's completely unrelated. And that is, are brothers that are Gerim able to testify? They see a crime, are they able to testify again? So, The halacha is, brothers from the mother, some maternal brothers, should not testify together if they're converts. Again, technically they could because they're not related, but it's it's optically it's it, they look too. Yeah, like they look like they're related, but if they did, it's fine. Same type of ideas, but uh, yeah, exactly. If they did, it's fine. But says the Gemara, <laughs> brothers from the father's side be made Why? So the Gemara says, what's the difference? 
The difference is, it's not as much of an optic, it's that brothers from the mother, by Goyim, at least you know they're the same mother. Fathers, they didn't even know who their fathers were, they were chayshish for craziness. So it's like, it's like, it's like two steps removed. It's like, they're not even related. And even if they were, like, even if you were to worry about it, they may not even be brothers. <laughs> so, uh, they, they, we're not going to go that far. Brothers from the mother's side will be more machmer when it comes to Edis than brothers from the father's side. That's the Gemara's first shita. But then the Gemara says, Ameymar, Omar, Afilu Achmena, No, no, no. Ameymar says, they could be made l'chachilo. Every type of brother. Why? I, we said that they're not allowed to... Basically, let me explain. Converts are not allowed to marry their Arayas. Why? Because we, we know it's a bad optic, right? Because Goyim are going to say that they're more, Yiddishkeit is more lax on Arayas than, than Christianity, whatever. Says Amemar, they could be made, two brothers could be made in court, it's fine. Not, not a problem. Why not? Shouldn't it be the same thing? We should treat you as siblings in order for optics. Because then they're going to say, oh, I guess brothers can testify. So the Gemara says, no. Maishna... What are you worried about? Who, who's in charge of who testifies? Bezdin. Bezdin know the, knows the halachas. What do we have to worry about? Optics for Bezdin? Meaning when it comes to Arayas, we don't want people to talk about Yiddishkeit in general. What are you worried about? You're going to have two brothers that are converts testifying. What are you worried about? Oh, people are going to say, I guess brothers can testify. Well, that... Well, you, to testify, you have to go to court. Court knows the halachas. Like, I don't have to worry about optics when it comes to Bezdin. Huh? Correct. Well, that's why... It, no, I, I think the point is that we... I think the Gemara was not really worried about allowing brothers to testify. I think it's just more the concept that we have to treat them as brothers. For everything. The same way for our eyes, we treat them as brothers. We have to treat them as brothers for testimony as well. And the answer is, no, you don't. By Arias, I understand the concern, but testimony—it's Atolim Bezdin. There's no—it's not concern that it'll lead to other things. It's, it's in charge of Bezdin's in charge. Okay, now Mishnah says like this. Um, the Mishnah says, mm-hmm. The halacha is a woman does yibum, right? For, for a woman to do yibum, what has to happen? Husband has to die childless, and there has to be a brother. Says the Mishnah, any brother. Any brother suffices. So the Gemara is going to ask, well, what does it mean, any brother? Exactly. So then the Mishnah says, and this brother that we're talking, this any brother, is a brother in Halacha? Unless the brother comes from a non-Jewish woman, then it's not a brother. Meaning any brother suffices, unless the brother is from a guy. The Gemara is going to ask what that means. It means a mamzer. Spoiler, it means a mamzer. Any brother requires her to either do Yibam or Chalitza. Unless the brother's from a guy. So if you have two brothers, one's from a Jew and one's from a guy, they're not brothers in Halacha, because the guy's not Jewish, so even if he converts, then they're not brothers. Therefore, the, his wife doesn't do Yibam. So if you have two brothers, one's a guy, one was uh, born to a guy, one was born to a Jew, and the guy converted, whatever it is, and then the Jewish brother died, childless, she does not do Yibam, because he, he didn't have a brother. It sounds very dramatic. He doesn't have a brother. Because that brother is... Uh, <laughs> what about maternal brother? Father? Maternal brother also does, you know, does Yibam. It's paternal only. No, it means paternal, because it's uh, totally benachla. 
Yibam Tali Benachla. Then the Mishnah says, again, so the first stage of Yibam is you have to have a brother. The second stage is the guy has to not have a child. Any child suffices to exempt you from Yibam. The Gemara is going to explain all of this is talking about Mamzerim. Meaning, a brother who's a Mamzer is considered a brother that you have to do Chalitza. And a, a son who's a Mamzer is considered a son that there's no Yibam. By the way, you have to realize there's no Yibam if he has a son from a different marriage too. It's not just that marriage. Anytime the father has a son from any marriage, there's no Yibam. So, so if he had a, a son... Child. A, a child. A yeah. child, yeah. Is it a son? Child. Uh, yeah, child, I would assume. They always say Ben, but I think that's more the Gemara's just yeah, usage of Ben. No, there's no Yibam. I don't think there's a Yibam if there's a daughter. No. I think it's child. I think okay. it's more accurate as child, actually. Huh? Only woman. Yeah, yeah. I think no. I think it's that. I think it's that. Anytime there's a child. So the point is, if he had a child as a mamzer, meaning first marriage, not marriage, he lived with a married woman, had a child. Then a year later, he he marries a woman, alpidin, and then he dies without a child from that marriage. There's no yibum because he had a child already. He had a child already. As long as the child is Jewish. Correct. Even if it's a mamzer, as long as it's Jewish. Says the Mishnah, And this son who's a mamzer is chayev for hitting his father, meaning he is a full-fledged son in halacha. Unless the son comes from a guy, in which case it's not a son in halacha. Okay. Now the Gemara speaks it out. We kept on saying, a brother, any brother's a brother, and any son's a son. So everyone asks, like, well, what is this referring to? So I said, Mamza. So the Gemara speaks it up. What does it mean when any brother is a brother to require chalitza yibam? What does it mean, any brother? It means a brother is a mamza. Meaning, if you have a brother who's a mamza, that's considered a brother in halacha. Pshita? Yeah, okay. Pashat? Achafu? Yeah, well, why, why would I think otherwise? He's a Mabzi, he's still Jewish. Why would I think that he's not a. Why would I think that it's not a brother in the laws of Yibam? So says the Gemara. One of the sources for Yibam, how do we know that Yibam is paternal? Because it says Achim by Yibam. This is Achim by the Shvatim. So you might think that you should model it after the Shvatim. And just like the Shvatim, none of them were Mamzerim. So too, so too that for it to do Yibam, the brother has to not be a Mamzer. You might think you learn after the Shvatim. Just like the Shvatim were all kosher and not so too, if one of them is a mamzer, uh, you're out. No, a mamzer is still considered a brother when it comes to the laws of Yibam. So the Gemara says, why not? Taka, what's a good point? You should learn out from the Shvatim. Meaning it's it's a good Havamina, so why, why not? The Gemara says, Eimah HaChanami. The answer is, Kivan Delini Yibam Miftar Niftar. Go to the next page. Miskak Nami Zoki. The answer is, as we're going to see in a few moments, the Gemara has a pasuk that tells you that if the son is a mamzer, it's considered a son and there's no yibum. Meaning, if he had a child who's a mamzer, that's considered having a child in halacha. So because a mamzer is recognized regarding being a child, it makes sense that it would be recognized regarding being the brother. Makes sense. Fine. Yeah. Sorry, that once more. This meaning, how do you know that a mamzer who's a brother suffices? The answer is because we're going to find in a moment, we're going to have a pasuk that tells you that if the child is a mamzer, he's considered having a child and there's no yibum. So you see the Torah recognizes mamzerus as part of the characters when it comes to yibum. So if a child who's a mamzer is considered a child, it's only rational that a brother who's a mamzer is considered a brother. Ah, uh, okay. Now, the Gemara consi- continues, it's... Even if he's a mamzer, 
Well, he doesn't do yibum because we had before. Because I say the chalitza say and all that stuff. But you chalitza, but yeah. And if he does yibum, it works. Yeah. The point is, he's included in the parsha of yibum and chalitza, even though he's a mamzer. Now, then the Mishnah said that this mamzer is a brother for all halachas. What does that mean? Like, what is it like? He's a brother for everything. What, what was it including? What is it referring to? The Yarshai, first of all, for Yerusha, meaning that a mamzer inherits his brother, and Latamaboy. Latamaboy. And if he's a Kayan, right, we know the Kahanim could only go to seven people for their for the funeral. One of them is a brother. The halacha is that a Kayan goes to his mamzer brother. Mamzer brother's funeral. That's the halacha. So Mara says, Pshita, Achavu, yeah, well, what's the Chiddush? Meaning, the mission has to tell me that a Kayin is allowed to go to his brother's funeral if the brother's a Mamzer. Why would I think otherwise? So I'll tell you outside, then we'll see it inside. And that is, we're going to see that a Kayin does not go to his wife, his wife's funeral, if he was not allowed to marry her. Meaning, a Kayin, one of the seven people that a Kayin is allowed to go to the funeral is his wife. What if this wife was a divorcee? So they were never supposed to have gotten married. They did, and it works because it's Kedushin as Tyson, but, but he goes to a rabbi and he says, I realize she's a divorcee, I should never have married her, am I allowed to go to a funeral? And the answer is no. Why? Because she's puzzle. So you might think the same way a wife who's puzzle, he can't go to the funeral, a mamzer also, he's not allowed to go to the funeral? Come on, no. A mamzer is not the same as a puzzle wife. That, that, that's the Kedushin of the Gemara. Huh? No, so he, the second he, the second he, the second she dies, right? The second he separates from her, then he's kosher again. So the second she dies, he's back to being, uh, you know. Also, I don't, Cholol, I don't think is allowed to be matama. I think he's just not allowed to do things that that are kaddish. I think there's still an isurim deraisa for him to be uh, matama. So the Gemara says the chiddush is that a brother who's a mamzer, the kain is allowed to go to his funeral. So Gemara says pshita, yeah, why not? It's alchavu, he's still his brother. So Saul could take the chamina. You might think hoyl kisiv kim lishera karavilav. The pasuk says that he's allowed to go to his wife's funeral. But then the pasuk also says you're not allowed to go to your wife's funeral if she's lehichala, if she's a chalala, meaning she's contaminated to you. So what does that mean? It means yesh bal shemetama, yesh bal shenemetama. Some kahanim are allowed to go to their wife's funeral. Funeral, some kind of are not allowed to go to the wife's funeral. What is it contingent on? Ketzad, metama hula ishtekshera. He's allowed to go to his wife's funeral if she's a kosher woman, meaning if the marriage was valid, or if they were supposed to get married. Vein metama hula And he's not allowed to go to his wife's funeral if they were never supposed to be married. So you might think that because he's not allowed to go to his wife's funeral, if she's possible, he's not allowed to go to a mamzer's brother's funeral. You might think that he's not allowed to go to a brother who's a mamzer. No, he's allowed to. The Gemara says, what's the difference? Meaning, Taka, what's the difference? You're allowed to go to a mamzer brother, but you're not allowed to go to your wife who's a divorcee. The answer is, it's very rational. The Torah doesn't want you to marry this woman. They want you to get rid of this woman. So why would the Torah allow you to contaminate to her? But a brother's a brother. Your relationship with your brother, it's it's it's... You're either a brother or you're not. It's not like the Torah is happy about this relationship or not happy about the relationship. So he's a mamzer, but it's still your brother. Ah, you're not allowed to go to your wife's funeral if she's a divorcee. It's because the Torah never wanted you to be with her. So why would the Torah say you could continue this relationship? It's, it's fundamentally different than a brother. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, the only time that a brother is not considered a brother-in-law is if the brother was from a guy. What's the reason? Because this is the source that we follow the mother when it comes to lineage. So if the if the mother's a guy, then the son's a guy. So he's not your brother, he's a guy. That's why. Okay. 
Then the Mishnah says, And then the Mishnah says, if you have any child, any child exempts you from Yibam. So the Gemara says, <coughs> What type of child is this referring to? It means that if your child's a Mamzer, you don't do Yibam. My time, what's the reason? The Pasuk says, you do Yibam when you don't have a child. Meaning, look into it. Find any child. Any child that he has that's considered a Jew exempts you. Look look into it. If he has any child, it doesn't have to be a great child. It doesn't have to be a kosher child. Any child exempts you from Yibam. Now, the, Gemara, the next Gemara is very interesting. The, the Mishnah then said, which is that if a Mamzer hit his, hits his father, the Mamzer will get the death penalty. He's Chayev. So the Gemara is a Kasha. The Kasha is, Amai, why are you Chayev for hitting your father? The Halacha is that you're only obligated in Kippur of Aim if your father is not a Russia. If your father is a Russia, if he's not Oisa Maisa Amcha, if your father is not doing, not acting like a from Jew, you're not chayiv in kibra ve'em. I'll explain in a moment what this means. So the kash is, if he had a mamzer, meaning if you're a mamzer, that means that your father was living with in erva. So how could it be he's not such a yarishemayim? So if he's not such a yarishemayim, why am I chayiv for hitting him? Now let me just clarify a quick point. There's a machlaikas between the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch, whether you're chayiv to respect your father if they're a rasha. Fine. It's machlaikas, and how they reconcile this kemar, it's machlaikas. When it comes to hitting your father, though, it's universally accepted, at least according to the Ramam, you know that to hit your father is a Russia. So what does this Gemara mean? The Gemara is saying, why am I chayev for hitting my father who's a Russia? He's a Russia, I should be allowed to hit him. The Gemara, according to the Ramam, doesn't mean you're allowed to hit him. What it means is you're not going to get the death penalty. I mean, the Ramam feels that if your father's a Russia, you're not allowed to hit him, but if you do, no lashes, no death penalty. So the Gemara is asking, I just want to make it clear, according to the Ramam, the Gemara is not asking that you should be allowed to hit him. The Gemara is just saying you shouldn't get the death penalty. Meaning, you don't get the death penalty if your father's a Russia. That's A. Transitive property. That's A. You don't get the death penalty if you hit your father's a Russia. B. This man had you from an illicit relationship. So he's a Russia. So there you go. So why why you say I'm Chayiv? What do you mean? He's he's clearly a Russia. Hence he had you. You can't you can't make a mamzer unless you're a Russia. So you know what the Gemara says? You can do chuva. Meaning, he had the mamzer ten years ago. Right? 15 years ago. The kid's a 15-year-old kid. He's going through that stage, right? He's 15 years old, and he hates his father. Shine. And he hits his father. The Gemara says, Chayv Misa. Why? Uh, he's a Russia. Why is he a Russia? Because 15 years ago, he lived with a married woman. Okay. He did tshuva. That was 15 years ago. You're right. He made a mistake. But that was 15 years ago. Why can't he do tshuva since? It doesn't mean that he's still living with a married woman. It's not like he's ca- ca- currently do, 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 being over Arias. He did. Okay. So he did tshuva. So the Gemara says... Um, he did tshuva. Ah, the Gemara says, but wait a minute. But isn't this the high bar tshuva? How can you do tshuva? I thought you can't do tshuva on a mamzer because you can't you can't fix it because the kid's still here, right? Isn't this the Gemara says muvas which is that it's the one thing, the one mistake that you can never really fix. Is when you when you have a mamzer because even if you do tshuva the kid's still here so how could you say he did tshuva he had a mamzer the answer is you can never fully do tshuva but you could still do tshuva practically meaning you could still not be a rush anymore you're right you can never fully fix that avera because the kid's still walking on this earth so you can never fully erase what you did 
But that doesn't mean that you're still considered a Russian halacha. You could do tshuva and you could be a very righteous person and you could say you're sorry and act like a very from Jew. You still have to deal with the fact that you made a mamzer. So the Gemara says, Right now, he's a Yari Shemayim. That's all that matters when it comes to Kivarim. Right now, if you're a Yari Shemayim, that's all that matters. Okay, so um, from here until the end, it's just drushes. Yes. Mm, yeah, probably. If he did shuva properly, yeah. Yeah, if he did shuva properly, why not? Ah, he is a there's a mamza walking around. Okay, he could only do what he could do. Yeah, meaning he he could never fully erase what you did, but but you could, you know. You understand? It's just a, from his perspective, he did everything that he could. Now, from here until the end of the daf is just drushes, it's just drushes. So we'll just ping, ping, ping back and forth. So the gemara says like this: Turn if a, a person lives with his sister and she's also the daughter of your father, right? Meaning, your father and your mother married, have a daughter, it's your sister. So the halacha is, so you lived with her, yeah? That's not good. So it's your sister and it also happens to be bas eshes aviv. So the question is, how many isurim were you over? Now, obviously, if you did it on purpose, you're going to get the death penalty. It doesn't really matter. But if you did a B'Shoi gig, so are you, do you have to bring one Chathos or two? Because it's a Chaysa, it's your sister, but it's also Eishas Bas Eishas Aviv. It's also the daughter of your father. So the question is, how many Isurim were you over? So it's a Machlekes Tanoim. The Tanakama says you have both, because you have for your sister and for Bas Eishas Aviv. In most circumstances, yes. No, it doesn't have to always be. It could be. It could be your sister from your your maternal sister, and it's not the daughter of your father. It could be your half sister. Yeah, the standard sister is the daughter of your father. So the standard, the standard time a person lives with a sister, it's probably this scenario. So the Gemara says the Tanakhama says Yechayev for two two chatas. And Rav Yosi ben Yehuda, I'm not going to Rav Yosi says, "No, you're only chayav one, just for the sister, and not for the daughter of your father." Now the Gemara explains. This is drasha based. So the Gemara says, "My time the Rabbanu. What's the reason the Rabbanu yechayav two? Omar, it says Michti Ksiv Ervas Achoyscha Bas Avicha Oy Basi Mecha. The pasuk says that you live with your sister. She's the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother. Ervas. So that's a sister. Ervas Bas Eishes Avicha Miledis Avicha." What do you need this other pasuk that says the daughter of your father? It already said sister. Then it said the daughter of your father. So it's two. There's two psukim. So why do you need the both? You for both. What does Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda do for this? He says no. The Iker Avera is a and not for bas eshes aviv. Now, uh, hold on one second. I just want to find this. Uh, yeah. Um, fine. So the Gemara says like this. Um, yeah, the Rabbanon who say 
that you're chayiv for both, what do they do with the extra achayis chahi, right? Which Rabbi Yosef Yehuda felt is the emphasis that you're chayiv mishum achayis and not mishum bas eishes But they say you're for both, so the extra words achayis chahi is extra. So what do you need that for? So the Gemara says, they, The Rabbanon use that to tell you that you're chayiv for a daughter or a sister who's the child of both parents. Meaning, the Pasuk says, you're chayiv for living with your sister who's the daughter of your father and a sister who's the daughter of your mother. I don't... Well, technically, from those psukim, it would seem that you're only chayiv for a half-sister. How do I know that you're chayiv for a whole sister? Meaning, the Pasuk says, bas aviv. Bas aviv is a half-sister. Bas imai. It's a half-sister. How do I know that you're chayiv for a whole sister? A standard healthy marriage where it's a husband and wife have two kids, a boy and a girl. She is your full sister. How do I know that you're chayiv? The extra chayiv says you're chayiv for a whole sister, not just a half sister. Now you'd say to yourself, if you're chayiv for a half sister, kavu chaymer you chayiv for a whole sister. The answer is eid masir minadin. We do not punish you based on kavu chaymers. This is the source that eid masir minadin. Meaning, a hundred percent, it would be rational to assume that you're chayiv for living for your half sister. You're definitely chayiv for living with your whole sister. But eid masir minadin. We don't we don't punish based on kavachayim as you need a pasuk. Achayis chahi is to tell you that you're chayiv for a whole sister also. That's the rabbanon shita. Says the gemara of Rabbi Yosi by Yehuda. How does he know this that you're chayiv for a whole sister? Im kain lech tebrachman achayis chah. He lomeli. He says, I agree with you. That's the word achoischa. The word he tells you that you're chayim for achoischa, not for bas eishas of. You're only chayim for one punishment, not for two. So the Gemara says, for Abonon, what do they do with the word he? They say, you know what? They, I'll tell you outside. We'll see this. The Rabbanon say the word achoischa and he both tell you the same thing, and that is to ask her a full sister, and that you don't learn out from a kavachomer. Why do you need both? Because the Gemara, it's a strange thing. The Gemara says that if it would have just said achoischa, I would say, really, you could punish someone from a kavachomer. So I, it says achoscha. Yeah, the, the pasuk said the pasuk, and it it is a kavachomer, but it tarach mikasov l'kra. It still took the time to write it, but you didn't actually need the pasuk. I, I don't. The the svar of such a drush is hard for me to understand. The point is, you need achoscha and he to tell you this. These are extra, not. They're not, you know, extra for no, they are extra to tell you that you're chayiv, mishum achoisai, you're chayiv if it's a full sister, and I, it's a kavachoimer, ain mazir minadin. Meaning, if not for the word he, I would say, really, you're chayiv because of a kavachoimer. I, it's said achoischa, okay, the pasuk just spoke it out, but we really, the ikr is the kavachoimer. The answer is no, he, you're pasuk because of the, you're chayiv because of the pasuk, not because of the kavachoimer. So you need achoischa and he to tell you that we don't punish based on a kavachoimer. The Rabbana felt you need both. Because if not for that, if it was just one, I would say, really, you're punishing because of the Kavachimer. I, the Pasuk says, you're Chayiv. Eh, the Pasuk is speaking out what the Kavachimer says. I mean, the, you'd think that the Iker is the Kavachimer. Now it says, no, Achoischahi, Yechayiv, Mishum, Achoischa, not because of a Kavachimer. Chitem, Achoischa, Kasarachon, Olamli, Mizdaiz, Kavachimer, Tarachon, Kasarachon, Kasarachon, Nahi. Bravies, Bayhuda, Im Kain, Little Rahmana, Achoischahi, Bididach, Kro. Okay, so the Hadis Rav Yaisi Yehuda know this. So the answer is Rav Yaisi Yehuda says if the whole pasuk was just coming to tell you that you're chayev for a whole sister, it wouldn't have to be in pasuk Yudalif, It could have been a pasuk test. There are two psukim that describe this. Um, these extra words, not that they're extra, which pasuk they're in, 
he felt is in the, is 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 telling you that you're chayiv for a whole sister. Therefore, um, you could learn at both. You could learn at the chayiv dafka for a sister, not for baseishas aviv, and you could learn at the chayiv for a whole sister. One is from the extra word, and one is from the placement of said extra word. Okay, let's finish up. The Gemara says, "Rav Yosi by Yehuda high baseishas avicha my avidle." The Gemara says. What does Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda do with Bas Eishes Avicha? Because he holds that the Iker Chiyiv, if you live with your sister, is from Shema Choyseh. So what does he do with Bas Eishes Avicha? The answer is Mibayilei Mishi Eishle Eishes Lavicha Ba Pratla Choyseh Meshivcha Vayvedis Kechavim Shein Eishes Lavicha Ba. You know what he uses for Bas Eishes Avicha? Eishes Avicha. That it's Chayiv Dafka for a sister if she's a Jewish sister. Meaning, let's say you have a brother and you have a sister, but they're different mothers. One's Jewish and one's not Jewish. Meaning, she's a guy. And then he lives with her. The halacha is that is not your sister in halacha because she's a guy. And if she converts, as I said before, they're technically allowed to be together in Why? How do I know this? Maybe sister is based on blood, not based on religion. The answer is eishas avicha. It has to be shaykh ishus. It has to be that you can marry such a person api halacha, meaning Jewish. That's what he uses the pasuk for. Now we'll end with this. Maybe the pasuk is excluding a sister from a rape, meaning. How do I know that the that you're not allowed to live with your sister? You could have two time, you have two ways you could have a sister, right? Through marriage or through rape. Those it's two possibilities. So definitely the Torah is not allowing you to live with a sister through marriage. Understood. But maybe, maybe maybe the the pasuk is really trying not to tell you that Maybe the pasuk is telling you that you're only if it's through marriage, but if a man had a son and then he raped a woman and had a daughter, maybe you're allowed to marry such a woman. I, she's your sister, but it's not through marriage. Maybe the Torah's point is not to say, you know, maybe the focus of the Pasuk is just to tell you that you're allowed to marry her if it's through rape. If the daughter is through rape. Your sister through an attack. So the Gemara says, no. It can't be. I know that's Aser. How so? Rava says there's a contradiction. It says, The Pasuk says, you're not allowed to marry your granddaughter. Son's daughter or daughter's daughter. So you're not allowed to marry your granddaughter. I'll be the Torah. The implication is that, you, that the wife's son's daughters and the wife's daughter's daughter is allowed. Because the Pasuk says, you're not allowed to marry your granddaughter, but your wife's granddaughter seems to be allowed. But the problem is that's not true. Basically, you have a contradiction. One pasuk implies that it's allowed, one pasuk implies it's not allowed. So how do you reconcile? The answer is they're both not allowed. What's the difference in the in the uh, in the in the mashmos? Hakatsat, Kanva Unsin Meaning both Psukum are asering granddaughters. Why do you need both? One is for marriage and one is through rape. Meaning, you see from this Yisoid that a relative through rape is considered a relative. So therefore, going over here, it can't be that the Torah is allowing you to live with your sister if she's your sister through uh, through uh, rape. It, it can't be. It, can't, it must be. Therefore, a must be telling you, says Rabbi Yisrael, you do the only time you only chayv for a sister and not for Basesha. So you would not be chayv two carbonus, only one. I will right, we'll stop here. <laughs>